0: Zeef, Gungan Detective. Captain Worm of Ithor. Zavix, Jedi Master,
1: Philanthropist, Playboy.
0: Narset Jin, Jedi Sorceress. And I'm GM Lurch, everybody else. And this
2: is Star Wars Showdown on Iceball Station. So after your successful demolition of the Imperials at the Hintaro, Kolvar has said he must show you your accommodation. Uh, leads you back up a couple of levels above the casino and says on this level all of the members of the inner circle have suites. He leads you through plush carpeted corridors to a set of double doors that open silently and into your rooms here. You step in onto the continuation of the red carpet. From the hall there are some chairs around a low table in front of you and then the room extends uh, the length of the entirety of Zeef's small duplex to the far wall. where out a pair of glass doors and a wall that is mostly windows. You see a balcony that wraps around two sides of the main room and shows endless snow fields leading up to the beginning of the volcano. Uh, you know from having been outside as recently as earlier today uh, that this does not exactly match the actual view, but is like a juiced up, more expansive and epic version of the actual view that you would have gotten if they just built balconies on the rooms of this building. (laughs) Kalbar gestures around and says, One of the smaller accommodations, to be sure, but hopefully once we're operating, we'll bring in some purgle again and we want to keep the largest suites free. Uh... We, one of the bedrooms in this one has been converted into office space as of all of the rooms that the members of the Inner Circle occupy. He leads you down the hallway and to the right into a room with a green carpet, the office, and then to the left and shows you a spacious room with a large bed with a number of pillows and deep, full blankets. Kovar allows you to Find your way around the apartment. Explains everything. There's a kitchenette here, but of course the droids will bring up anything you want. Smoking room over there. This was the office before the conversion. Refreshers. Make yourself comfortable, man. He claps you on the shoulder and then indicates that he'll be giving you your leave uh, if there's nothing else you need, Master Silverstar.
1: I think that's everything. The accommodations are quite nice. Thank you.
2: Right. Excellent. He heads out into the hall and then the doors close behind him. Uh, Zavik's pretty swank, certainly. Uh, your life as a Jedi Master, you know, well, the new Jedi Order is very free reign and they don't enforce an aesthetic lifestyle. There's nothing like this in the accommodations available on Yavin 4, uh, that's for sure. Um, so it's nice, you know. And, what uh, time of day is it right now? Uh, it is the same early evening time that it was when Zeef and Warren arrived. We're sort of trying to stay concurrent. You gambled for a while, and then you've come up here now, 6-ish uh, o'clock.
1: Hmm, do I have a communications device in my office? Uh, I would think that I would generally be able to contact Like a hotel phone?
2: Phones. Yes, um, there is a Holonet communicator here as well. Uh, if you've got the code, you can call someone anywhere in the galaxy as long as they've got service. Can from I call this up office. Narset
1: and uh, and uh, pretty much everybody
2: of the party? Sure. You've got a comlink as small as this that you can make a call on. You can punch them up on the desk there and bring everybody up on the party line. Uh, boys, you're in your speeder on your way back from the city, Narset. You and Kintera have just made your way out of the gun and armor uh, store there and are <coughs> making your way down the hill towards Crabtail by the docks. Uh, Kintera says she needs to hire some Sherpas down from the natives. Uh, and Zavix, are you calming them up? Yeah, I'm calming everyone up. All right. Uh, your comlink beeps on your belt, uh, Narset. Uh, Warm, and Zeef, both of your comlinks, shot.
1: We got like Bluetooth in the speaker, or Bluetooth in the spear.
3: I mean, yes, yeah, probably on, like over the uh, over the sure. cabin audio. So you Bluetooth it into the speeder, but the noise actually wakes Zeef up since he is taking a nap to recover strain right now. So right. he he takes his comlink and he like goes to turn it on, but he presses the wrong button, and somewhere in the hut compound, a trash can explodes with guac. <laughs>
2: You—it's not even gonna
3: cost you a destiny point
2: because instead you've lost a hand So that's fine. You're But somewhere,
3: down. somewhere out there, I can't, a trash can just
2: explodes <laughs> with goo. Because I tried that. to answer, Zavik swallows <laughs> half asleep. Right. So, yeah, Narset, Cantara uh, is standing right next to you, and she will definitely be able to eavesdrop on this conversation if she yeah. so chooses.
0: See, that's good shit to know. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, Unless <laughs> you. Yeah.
0: Move, move a distance away or Step she's, away from her.
3: She's yeah. nosy she's, as fuck. You know, she was writing down everything you were, like, saying to Zavix yeah. earlier. So, yeah, like, yeah, you even know she she's listening. if she's at a
0: medium distance, she's gonna stand over there and make a perception yeah. check. If she can hear it she, <laughs> yeah. hear it, she will hear it, kind of thing. Yeah. Can I make a perception check to know if she succeeds in a perception check? Is that a... What? You'll see
2: a... me fucking roll it, do, <laughs> And it'll come into play in the narrative. You know? I'll let you know. Don't worry. Because if all she right, succeeds, so... she'll be like, hmm, that's interesting. You so know? everyone has answered that's what the advantage and
0: threat Hello, can you right? guys read me? Can you guys read me? Uh, what? Huh? Are we there yet? Uh, yes, Master Zach, I can hear
1: you. Not yet, Sif.
3: Mm, okay. Yeah, what's
1: up? So I know it's been a little bit since we've all had a meet-up here, but I figured uh, we can all meet up at my new uh, place. I'm over at the Expat Club, and I have a uh, uh, a suite up here that we can uh, talk in all together. Um... I'm not sure if we're leaving tonight uh, to go on our expedition. Was that uh, tonight? Tomorrow
4: morning. Tomorrow morning. You tomorrow morning. Would up. you
1: guys like to meet up? Oh, damn. Hello, Cantara. <laughs>
4: Hello, Master Silverstar. You've been busy. Good. I, see- no. <laughs> I guess this means Colvar was successful. Who are your friends?
1: <laughs> Who is this? You guys can meet me here later on tonight if you guys would like. Uh, yeah, we'll maybe this conversation is, uh, is not as uh, private as I thought.
2: Narset, she looks put out by the insinuation that she's anything but a friendly party. Pulls a face and very theatrically stomps a few feet away in the snow and stands facing away from you with her arms crossed.
3: Conterra uh, will remember that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's been happening with you guys? Uh, we've been making inroads on some unrelated business, but uh, we're all finished up with that if you do need us for anything since we, you have us on retainer. Uh, is everything going okay on your end?
1: Yeah, everything's going fine. I just have a new set of uh, uh, some new news that I've come across that I needed to share with you. Oh, excellent. We're a- listening. Right on. Well, I now run the, uh, the race here in Iceball, and I've been charged to make it happen. I need a bunch of items, but because I won the last set of gambling, where I took a ton of money from the, uh, Empire, um, I think that we, uh, I think
3: that I might need your services here soon. you a need protection, because now you're rolling in the Muli ra Zeef, well, at I the thinking... mention
2: of large amounts of money, you recover three
3: strength. Yes! <laughs> my eyes, my eyes on my stocks are now dollar signs on stocks above my head. <laughs> yeah, yep. Wisa, Wisa, very interested. Maybe Wisa still continue in the you business arrangement. You feel like you're definitely. Like, you feel like you're definitely going to
2: the expat club mm-hmm. instead of the detective agency. On your way back, let's reform this party at the club.
3: Zifa, Zifa, like half asleep, still like starts tucking his shirt in.
2: Worm, go to the go time to for the work. Casino, worm.
3: <laughs> yeah, go to the casino. We saw there's a, a bottle.
2: <laughs> you remember there's a bottle of something that might pick you up in the glove box, Z-P.
3: Ooh, in fact, That's there's worth also one of my uh,
2: destiny points to put a bottle in that glove box, Zeefi.
3: Can I, um, as an alternative, because I'm not trying to get drunk again so soon? I'm gonna do
2: some speed instead. Yes. Yeah. Gun jack. <laughs> I, I want it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was does, gonna t- t- does it cost you strain when you take it, or does it just boost your shit? What is the set? What is um, the downside of gun jack? I
3: think price? it peps me up.
2: That's what I want to know. Um, it's like a six-hour sleep to recover all your strain. I will make let yeah. you make another recovery roll. Okay, I'll to take- try to recover some what more it- strain. That That cool or that resilience?
3: Okay, that's fine. I will do that. And then I will shut up about my strain. Yes. You you
2: earned it fair and fucking square. Now deal with the fact that your hand is strained by it. You recovered no strain, and you feel bad about it. (laughs) Fine. So, Zeef, you've made a call. You've got a sweet. Cantera does a little I'm not listening dance. While the conversation continues a little... I'm
4: over here not listening. This is me not listening.
2: Move with a head swivel. Uh, as this news about the race is relayed as well, Narset, apparently Master Silverstar is now in charge of the race, but he's also got a suite at the casino. So come hang in. And and Warham, did you... Con- are- the the offer was made. I know I said that you'd probably be going. Am I on?
3: Yeah, we're hearing you. Yeah,
2: you're okay, on. cool. Alright, yeah. fair enough. It's, every, it's just very
1: quiet So, Yeah. Mormon are definitely going. We've, we've already been on retainer, and yeah. it sounds like they got more money to swing around now, so... Yeah, you said have exactly. me at million
0: yeah. credits. <laughs> <a trigger. laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know if Narset's feeling the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'll meet up with you guys once uh, me and our archaeologist friend Kintera finish setting up our excavation plans for the volcano for tomorrow, and then we'll meet you back at the meet you at the club. Sounds good. Once you to disconnect, fuck protect you all see you all soon. Kintera yeah.
2: bursts out <laughs> laughing like <laughs> that. Uh, tur- she was gonna, she was in the middle of turning around on one foot. She was like, just ready to just spin around as soon as you hung up and be like, okay, well, you're ready to go now. But when you drop that cheese ball. At the Uh, end of the conversation, her pivot (laughs) ends with her doubled over, yeah, with her arms held, instead of folded, are now held across her abdomen. And she is just laughing, just doubled over (laughs) laughing. She goes,
4: You really say things like that? (laughs) You sound like a a youngling storybook. Oh, it's adorable.
2: Uh, She skips over grabs your arm and starts pulling you back down the street again. She goes, Crab Town is
4: this one. Now that you've finished.
2: Uh, she plucks at a string from your poorly sewn armor. And she goes,
4: Don't they make you sew on your own merit badges at Jedi Camp?
0: I look over to her and I say, we do, but, you know, I'll be able you to You didn't get the merit sword.
2: badge and sewing yes. on merit badges.
0: I,
3: I just sewed it at the duck.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I look to her and I say, you know, I was I'm with you, if I had more time, if it was just me, I would have more time to detail, but right now I went for efficiency, not prettiness. So I'll fix it later.
2: <laughs> she says,
4: Your master's part of our club now? He accepted Colvar's offer.
0: Yeah, that's, that's news to me also about him being a member. Honestly, it could be. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I look to her. I say, I don't know. It could be a, a different, uh, a different plan or mission that he might have fallen into. The Force. It's funny that you say that. The Force is one of those things that you know can keep some people alive, and it doesn't help some other people. It may go by different names, but you know. She says, yes,
2: but you're Jedi. Surely the Force is
0: on your side. I mean, there are definitely outer forces there that have kept me alive in some not-so-awesome situations, so I have to give credit where credit is due.
2: She nods as all of that washes over her. She responds with the look of someone who listened to the sermon but maybe is still processing the message.
0: And then I retort with, in short, everyone's relationship with the Force is different.
2: She says.
4: Indeed, and so that's a yes or a no to you're now staying in
0: the casino? If Master Silverstar is staying there, I figured uh, once we return, I'll probably ask about either a smaller or cheaper residence, because other than that, we were staying at one of the local taverns with, I think the owner's name was Bertie. She was quite a lovely person, so I might either go back there, but depending on what Master Zavix's information is, yeah.
2: So the suites are quite spacious.
0: Yeah, I don't need a whole suite to myself, so we'll see what the situation is when we get back over there. Uh, As to any other questions you might have on my companions, you do already know that I'm a Jedi, so... For the sake, she
2: nods enthusiastically. Like, mm-hmm.
0: for the sake of knowing that you are genuine in your curiosity, will you allow me to hold your hand out and let me use the force to read to read your to read your heart and read your head?
3: Smooth, talk.
0: will you? She, open, uh... Will you open me openly? Allow she looks. Me to use she.
2: Uh, she looks like a little thrill. She goes.
4: Ooh, you're going to use your Jedi magic to read my heart? She goes, Do I have to take my glove off for this?
3: No, you can keep and it. And stuff.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no glove, no love. She goes,
4: Good. I don't think I'm ready for us to hold hands without gloves
2: yet.
0: She reaches out and she grabs your hand. Okay.
4: Mind read away. I, I
0: laugh. I laugh. And I just, it, we don't have to hold hands. Just, just put your hands up. Right She's
2: up. already holding your hand.
5: You just like face palm her.
2: her You just like. She locks her
0: fingers with you, and she goes.
4: Are you doing it? Are you reading my mind? I'm thinking real hard.
0: I take my I take my hands back, and I'm like, you're obviously not ready for uh, not ready just yet. Well, I definitely roll. You should roll. You should should
3: roll and read her mind, because maybe yeah.
0: You
3: should you
2: should read her mind.
3: Totally roll.
2: So her deception. I I
0: I, I know. I know what we can do. I know what we can do. So let's do the Force Sense. And I'm then... using
2: Deception, and you're using Force Sense. You've succeeded! So you've punched through, like, the surface bullshit that she was thinking about, and you can actually pull some shit out of her mind now. <laughs> what kind of information are you going for with your successes and advantages to tell her about?
0: Um,
2: and we flip a Destiny.
0: We will not flip the Destiny. We'll save the Destiny for later or in case somebody else... So you're
2: not going to read her thoughts? You're just going to read her heart?
0: And be like, yeah,
2: I guess not? Because you need to flip the destiny point if you actually want to read her thoughts because you don't have
0: that upgrade to say. Yeah, All you can do is no, read her no, emotions. Yeah, we'll just state. do the for Gosh, yeah, no, we'll just do the emotional state.
2: Okay, so no destiny point. Okay, um, she is very amused, but she seems genuine. Doesn't seem like she's hiding anything. She thinks this is pretty hilarious. And she's... Just overall, like, thrilled, because there have been, like, 50 fucking Jedi alive in the last 30 years, or, like, 40 or In in the last 50 years, there's been, like, 50 Jedi, maybe. And she's talking to one of them, and knows that another one is staying, like, down the hall. (laughs) She's gonna publish, like, fucking books about this for the rest of her career, man. Like... This is so
0: exciting. Cool. So, so it's more okay. So it's validating for Narset then to know that she's not just being some snidey, sarcastic twat.
2: I mean, she is that also,
0: but but she's you know, not being a jock right now. She's not. She's not being mean about it. Is what I go.
2: Yeah, she's excited, but she's being. She is being. She's kind of being a jock about it. She's excited you're here, and she's teasing you about it because she's excited and. You know? And you said some cheesy shit. <laughs> and it's it or she could be scared, but instead she's excited because this is like she's she's gonna make her fucking career on this. And that's fucking dope. She's excited and enthusiastic about this wild opportunity that just fucking landed at the docks yesterday and strode in and was like, Where's some fucking Jedi? You know? Like Cool. So then, she yeah. So then for
0: just tells her. Narsette just tells her that. So essentially, just validates Narcet. Like you're
2: thrilled, and she's men- like
0: mental position on her, but then just sort of like just tells. I mean, Kintera she's stuff you she's, already, she's
2: already beaming at you. So this girl's been giving you the full tie Lee the whole time. So when you're like, "Yeah, you're really excited to be standing here and holding hands with me," she's like, Goodness. "Well, oh.
4: duh, silly. You only need eyes to be able to tell that." And she knocks on your
2: forehead. And then fucking heads down past birdies through what appears to be 14 foot long tusks that are set into the ground, meeting at a point well above your arm span, above your head, that lead the entrance down into Crab Town, here by the docks.
3: We're gonna see the crabs, the... Mr. Frodo!
2: Yeah, finally, <laughs> these crabs. Uh, these <laughs> structures here on this side of sick. town are, um, the structures here on this side of town are a mixture of the same off-world building materials that most of Fishtown is made of, and native construction of, again, these massive tusks and ribs stretched with hides between. Crab Town itself is maybe a third of the size of the rest of Fishtown, so makes up a qu- about a quarter of the town. The buildings are half and half off-world in native construction. And it appears that the center of Crab Town is a long house, a much larger structure than any of the rest. The salvax, the crab people themselves, give you space as you make your way down the road. They appear to be out in greater numbers. Uh, then the rest of the denizens of Fishtown, the docks here on this side of the waterfront, are working steadily. Uh, and as you make your way down through town towards the Longhouse, which is just one row back from the waterfront itself of these buildings, uh, you can see that they're both skimmers and the salvax are wading out into the water at the edge of the bay here. Uh, and you see that unlike the rest of the bay, that you were able to spy from the Lady Luck as you made your way in last night. The water here around the Crabtown docks isn't frozen over and instead is still liquid, and the Salvax are able to move down into it freely. And they appear to be working here at the water's edge in great numbers with long-pulled tools and nets as you spot them. The Salvax on the shore are moving around, bringing bundles and baskets, products from warehouses, down by their docks, up and into Fishtown, and others are doing ordinary repair work around the village, uh, working on the small machines that are powering the buildings, or on the buildings themselves, or the general upkeep. And it appears that the road here, unlike the sloshy road in Fishtown, where there aren't even metal plates laid down over the track where the repulsor vehicles travel, the roads and the paths here in Crabtown are neatly tended, and as w- you walk by at one point in turn, and you see that a small salvax, only about waist high, has scuttled out from where he and his friends were passing a ball back and forth behind some buildings, and rearranges the pebbles in the pathway after you've made your way past, and then returns to his play. The salvax themselves are crustacean people they're crab men, uh, who are easily eight feet tall. They have Damn. a massive shell five feet across.
0: I didn't realize they were that Yeah. High. Yeah, they're Large,
2: massive. Large, powerful leg. Just the shell of the back is about five feet high. And they're more of like a crab centaur in that they've got this big crab shell with crab legs and crab pincers. But then they also have a huge humanoid torso with a head... And two more arms. So they've got two big arms. I saw the picture. Two crab arms. Yeah. yeah. A human figured, is only,
0: like, chest high. To I a figured, salvex. like, the crab people from Aquaman.
2: Oh, they're quite tall crab men, actually. Yeah. yeah. These guys like, are, like,
0: like a human
2: is chest high to a Salvax. They're about Wookiee height. When they stand uh,
0: big, but fully <laughs> would up. Not yeah.
2: No. Um, well, most of them hard are hard. pale. Like a pale pan in color, uh, but every once in a while, you see uh, larger salvex of a deeper red hue, um, moving along, generally moving larger loads and doing what appears to be more important work as Quintera leads you uh, through the village. She goes, The
4: salvax have been here since forever. There's a native village on the other side of the island, but I don't have an inn yet. I'm getting it in good with the chief here. Uh, this tribe has been integrating with the workers here ever since the factory was placed, and they're doing a good job. This isn't, of course, the only Salvax population out here on the Rim, and it's much smaller than the one on Lerator, but I don't know how it'll be classified eventually. It's my main side project in between other investigations. You know, every once in a while, I hear a rumor of something to check out, but in the meantime, I just study these crabs.
2: She
0: Rumors stops like playing
4: Oh, you hear things here and there, and then you go and see if it's true or not. A derelict ship. An abandoned temple. You know, the sort of things that gives a girl a thrill. Gets her to leave my comfy rooms here and take a trip off world. Truly. So what about yourself? You mentioned mother and sisters the other day?
2: She cocks her head to the side. She goes,
4: Arcanians aren't known for large
0: families. No, it's certainly not my Arcanian, shall we say, parentage? I guess you could say. The genet- my genetic creators, I don't know much about them. I know that they were anti-imperials or part of an anti-imperial gang or tribe on Arcania. Hence why I was created with a midichlorian slash force sensitivity. But other than that... Any sort of family relation would go towards my Dathomirian family.
2: Her eyes widen with this. She reaches up and she picks at your necklace and leans in so that she can inspect. She goes, Dathomirian. Well,
4: one less thing I have to
2: research later. And then leans back again. She indicates the longhouse that you've stopped outside of and she goes, The
4: chief's in here. I need to hire a few of his tribe's people to work as sherpas for the
2: trip. Would
4: you care to meet him?
0: Would the longhouse by chance also be the spiritual hub of this culture, or would there be a separate uh a separate building where a temple or something the medicine person or spirit leader of the people would reside? She says they don't have a sham.
2: Apparently Shawn. the other tribe I, I
0: fucking think of the word sham. She says
4: apparently the other tribe does. But they've had some kind of falling out. The chief hasn't given me the whole story yet.
0: Oh, they're (laughs) Republicans.
4: Fuck. And I haven't made my way to the other tribe yet.
0: We need to find the liberal crabs.
4: There were some acolytes who came with them. They should be inside.
0: They They followed...
4: Acolytes of the shaman in the other tribe who lived here. They agree with the chief, but none of them have attained a level of mastery that's required
2: she shrugs and says
4: i haven't gotten very far with my research yet
0: then with that in mind my friends i will double my efforts in hiding my lightsaber and refraining refraining from any sort of mysticism or force speech until it seems a safe enough environment to do so but if you have any other questions before we meet the chieftain, I'd be open to answer.
2: Uh, your comment about hiding your lightsaber and refraining from any more mysticism or forced speech, she says. I await to see whether you're up to such
4: a mighty task.
2: Just another zang. Thanks,
0: Sokka. Thanks, Sokka.
2: Um, and uh, cuffs you on the shoulder. She leans this way and that. Takes a... She goes beyond very obviously like, okay, I'm checking you out. She goes,
4: I can't see the lightsaber. Just keep your coat closed. You'll be fine. And then she goes, ooh, actually it's very warm inside. You're probably going to end up taking that off.
2: Uh, And with that, she just turns and pushes her way through the very thick pebble hide flap that covers the entrance to the longhouse. Um, And as she does, steam billows out and moisture begins to condense out of the air from the temperature release. As you push your way through the flap, Narset, in fact, a juvenile salvec, just a little one, even smaller than the guys who were tossing the ball back and forth outside, who is in fact a crab with three foot long legs and a body the size of a basketball and a small corso the size of a humanoid toddler, with crab armor and pincer claws and a little crab head with two long feelers coming down off the bottom, looks up at you and clicks at you a couple of times and then scurries off to the side. You've entered a long, low hide hut with exposed bone framework. There is a massive fire in the middle of this room and more along the walls. And there are huge crabs hunkered down around this fire with steam rising off their shells. And you can see that the ones sitting further back away from the fire are the lighter tan of the smaller crabs outside, but the larger crabs are taking on that deep red color and are sitting nearest to the flames. At the far back of this long room, you see a massive armored shape shifting. Crab Drogo, yeah
3: there at the
2: back. Oh, man, that's a way better name than I was thinking of. Hell yeah. Crab Drogo, it is. It's
3: not too late. He's not introduced yet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
2: Kintera gestures around and says,
4: Without a shaman to lead them, they spend most of their time here, but I don't know if they know how to progress further in whatever path they're along.
2: She shrugs and goes, Maybe mysticism is what they need? And then she begins heading past these slumbering armored mounds towards the far side of the chamber. On every side of you, Narset, are enormous eight-foot-high, 400-pound crustacean people. Big boys. The ones that appear to be slightly more awake are gripping enormous 10-foot-long spears with massive barbed head. At the back, the individual, Kintera stops you and goes,
4: Wait until I introduce you, answer any questions he has, and don't address the droid directly.
0: Sounds simple enough. I will I will wait for the droid's appearance before acknowledging uh. Thanks for the heads up.
2: The massive figure at the back of the room begins to take an upright stance. His head brushes the ceiling 12 feet above, and his antennae are pushed flat. This crab is wearing a cloak of the same thick pebbled hide that forms the walls and door to this longhouse, and a circlet of metal with a hunk of black textured stone around his neck. And instead of a spear, is clutching a staff of that same black, dark gray stony material, about eight feet long, twisted. And at the top, there's a large knob, a real skullcracker of a staff of office. From behind the mighty crab, as he raises up to his full height, a small, gray droid waddles forward, gonking softly. As the king crab begins clacking away in his native tongue, a speaker built into the front of this gonk droid
5: begins to translate. I am Crab Drogo. You return, Offworlder, to our village. What request do you have of? this time.
2: After the clacking stops and the droid's translation catches up, Kinterra bows over her, an arm thrown across her waist like a cordy that says,
4: Oh mighty Crab Drogo, I ask for two of your warriors to make the climb with me.
2: You hear rustling from all around as the crabs begin to stir at this proclamation. Drogo raises a hand and strokes the feelers below his mouth part, and then the clacking resumed.
5: To make the climb is an undertaking that only a true salvak will survive. This is not an, an easy thing. He says, I'm sure two of my warriors have the problem to accompany you. As you turn around, Narset,
2: you find that directly behind you, the aisle that you came in down is now filled with a nine-foot-tall crab man. A similarly statured crustaceanoid has come up behind Kintera, moving quite quietly on their sixth leg. She smirks. If you were able to read her mind, the thought would be, all you have to do is know how to ask. And they'll always say, he says,
4: Thank you, mighty crab droga. I know the climb is a difficult thing, and without your Sherpas, I would be unable
0: to attain the summit.
2: The Crab King thumps, his staff. Okay.
0: Freezes. I was gonna say my head is still bowed. My head is still bowed down. So like he
2: he freezes and his so, eyes un400ed. swivel
0: over to you and goes.
2: Well, he clacks
5: and then the donkjoy goes. Another off rover He
2: shuffles over to you on his six mighty legs, digging furrows in the stony. Floor below with every step and reaches down with the tip of one claw underneath your chin to raise your face. Oh, another off. off.
0: You're looking up at a 12 foot tall, massive crab and says, Crab God face.
5: What does this one want?
0: I I make sure not to look Crab Drogo directly in the eye, but instead, kind of like. Look in the middle of the forehead, or like kind of look at the tip of tip of the. You lip. give him that Jedi like, master, master,
3: you know?
2: You know? Yeah, yeah.
5: absolutely.
0: Uh,
2: you do not look the Jedi Master in the
3: eye when he is chewing you out.
5: <laughs> You're just like, oh.
0: Uh, so I look. I look. The, the I crab have seen some pretty piss
2: poor paddle wands in my day, but you are the poorest excuse for a paddle wand in this man's
0: order. No paddle, you wand.
3: This is uh, my lightsaber. There are many yeah, like they it, put, but this one is mine. They put Katarn <laughs>
2: as battle
0: master. They were like, you learned from the Imperials
2: how to train.
0: Oh mighty Drogo. Uh, my name is Narset Jin, servant of the Force and conduit of the universe. Excuse this off-worlder's ignorance, but what is the climb? Just gonna ask straight out. Cool, awesome. Um, I was gonna say, should I make a charm check for that shit, or just like respect? I mean, you're asking him to out tell
2: out. his story, and he's the guy, so he's the guy who should be telling this story anyway. You know what I mean?
0: I'm asking Dwayne how he became the Rock.
2: Yeah, he's gonna want to tell you. You know what I <laughs> right. mean? Right. Um, King Crab settles back. Uh, the rest of the crab. The smallest ones actually come forward.
5: He goes. Gather the others. I will speak of the climb. Ah,
2: and after the smallest gather crab the wee ones.
5: Are brought up,
2: and even in from outside around.
5: He begins. He says, the tale of the climb is the tale of Salvax. Salvax is the crab who climbed. The first crab lived on the bottom, and he only dead to. Salvax saw the vent, and climbed. The vent burned. Many crabs who climbed died. Salvax lived. Salvax returned, and the crabs climbed. The crabs lived on the vent, but Salvax looked up, and saw the shore. Many crabs climbed, and many crabs died, but Salvax lived. And Salvax returned, and many crabs climbed. The crabs lived on the shore, eating dead things. And Salvax saw inward, and many crabs climbed, and many crabs died. But now all live on the shore! Salvax looked up, and saw the great vent.
2: He gestures towards the back wall of the long house, where you can feel... The
5: volcano is looming over the island. Many crabs climbed and many crabs died, but Salvax lived and Salvax returned. We are the descendants of Salvax, the crabs who climbed, the crabs who return, so that we may all live and we may all climb.
2: He indicates the two crabs who came
5: forward early. These two will climb with you. They are great warriors. May the climb darken your shells, brothers.
2: Okay, yeah. so uh, he's he's told his story. The kids are gobbling it up. They love it. They all repeated the big bits. You know, many crabs died, but Salvax
0: live! So they're definitely a Spartan culture for sure. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Emphasis on survival of the fittest. Uh, so the um, okay. So
2: after crabs
0: are coming so after in from here, the back. This...
2: Sure, yeah, yeah, Narset. After
0: hearing this, so Narset uh, looks back to to the chieftain crab and then says, Oh, wise and mighty chief, it is obvious that your people have, have survived through strength and integrity. Something about the welfare of the planet called me here. What is your people's response to the planets needing help?
2: You're going to make a check this time. Because now you want the secrets. Be a discipline check? No, it's going to be a social check.
0: I'm like, how would. You're rolling only-
2: one of each colored die. So you've successfully, with advantage, ended despair.
5: Exactly. So the king goes. We have adapted by being Salvan. Off worlders have come to the planet. And we have made the card. We live among them. We are surviving and we will show the others how to live among these off-worlders. Thus, we will climb. We will no longer live on the shore. We will live among the stars!
3: Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, that moved me. At the me. back
2: of the tent, another Sauvac stands up from his bench so quickly that it topples over and scuttles out, tearing the hide covering the opening to the longhead and leaving it hanging askew
3: as he does. You just worm-tongued out of there?
2: Yeah, I heard uh, it. That's the despair. One crab, yeah, was so upset that and he, he is out
0: and stormed
2: it. out. And I'm just going to put that despair in my pocket for later. And that despair is going to come up later on. Uh, but the king's response to, you know, change on the planet is that we climb and we adapt. Off-worlders have come and they've changed the planet and we live among them. It's a very dwarven answer. And we survive. We're we're not connected
0: to the planet, we focus on ourselves. We focus on our own survival.
2: They have adjusted where they live on this planet so many times in their history already. For them to now live on a planet with other creatures from another planet is just another thing to adapt to. And those guys on the other side of the bay, they don't do it. He calls out after. He goes, go live among the crabs on the other side of the bay after the Salvax who left.
3: The ones that have a shaman. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're not Salvax. They're not climbing. They're still living on the shore.
0: Uh, Thank you, almighty... Almighty Drogo uh, for blessing this outsider with knowledge of your culture and people. I will leave you... I will leave you to your cultural business and the leadings of your people. I do a final bow, look to Kintera and, like... One of
2: the cloaked crabs that's tending the fires nods to you as you leave, respectfully. Uh, There are a few other crabs, very deep red crabs, uh, all wearing cloaks that are basically standing in the fire as they tend it with more of these black poles that appear to be made out of stone. And one of them nods to you as you leave to acknowledge the respect and the inquiry that you put forth towards their culture as you head out, uh, Conterra says. That's one of the acolytes I was telling you about. The two Salvax Sherpas follow you out into the setting sun here in Crab Town. Uh, You can see that one of them is wearing a hide cloak, such as Crab Drogo did, and has a bundle of several tusk-headed spears on his back. The The other one is wearing a poncho of synthetic material with a pouch belt across it as a bandolier and a single tech spear like the Koran warrior that zeef fought the other day was armed with and various bits of gadgetry hanging from this bandolier in reach of his lower arms the salvax uh, in the hide clacks at the One in the poncho does as well, and then a speaker built into his belt says, we'll be ready to go in the morning, uh, and they head off into the village. Kintera says,
4: that went easy, but I knew as soon as I mentioned the climb, they would jump the opportunity.
2: Smoke. Yeah, she uh, turns to head back up towards, up the hill, to the golden palace that she lives in,
0: and says, I believe there's a party or something
4: that you were invited to? I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to know about that. (laughs)
0: Uh, well, uh, that is certainly a good reminder. You know, you were essentially on that phone call as well, so I think it's safe to say you were invited to this.
2: She looks... Could we
0: call it a housewarming? I guess
2: it's a a housewarming. She goes... You're right.
4: I'll meet you up there. I need to shop.
2: And she darts between two buildings so that she can skirt through a back alley and pop out on the other street over where... Uh, some of the other stores are, and just leaves you in the middle of crab town by yourself as she refocuses on a new top priority item: housewarming gift.
0: And it's like hours away to the to get to the next crab. Town. It's across. Yeah, you got to go all the, the way bay. across
2: the village. It's on the across
0: other side the, of the. Gotcha.
2: You gotta. You're gonna go up this volcano, down the other side, across the glacier fields, down the other side of the mountain. Or all the oh, way it's across like, the, the bay. It, it's
0: like, it's like, opposite pole.
2: It's on the ocean. other, no, it's on the other side of the island. Gotcha. The other village is all the way on the other side of the island across the bay, so either you have to go up and around, or, you Over know, around. across, yeah. Yeah. yeah, across the bay and deal with all the fucking ravnecks and stuff, so either way, it's dangerous, but you are going to be climbing this mountain, you know, on an expedition in some kind of walker, apparently, tomorrow, so you know. Uh, and is, she mentioned uh, she hasn't been able to get into the other village yet. And you know she's
0: thirsty for knowledge. That's what I was so, thinking. Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking too. Uh, yeah. Is that adolescent little kid crab around me again? Um
2: There are plenty of adolescent crabs around. You do not know Salvax well enough to be able to do identify whether one small crab was the same small crab from before.
0: Uh, uh, I give a dollar to a crab kid and then start. Uh,
2: in the start, arms of an angel begins to play as you start, make your way smugly back up the hill uh, to
3: the casino. Well,
0: yeah, thank you for. <laughs>
3: in
2: the arms of an angel <laughs> with
0: with Huttie's
3: lyrics sung by Sice Noodles. Give a oh. give,
0: give a credit to a, to a crab kid and then start the long ass trek back up to the to the casino.
2: Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, Pop off and use the restroom, and then it's party at Zavix's.
3: Yeah, to be continued.